This is the University of Northern Colorado Bears Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Blake Olson and Matt Gator. And good Tuesday evening, everyone, from the Goat in West Greeley. I am Blake Olson along with Matt Gator, former offensive lineman. And we are at the Goat. A great place to watch hockey tonight, the NBA with the Nuggets. I think they already had their ceremony with their championship rings. And obviously you have baseball playoffs going on, the NLCS. You can come on down here. We have a raffle going on with plenty of UNC Bears uh, gear that we're giving away. So you can get your raffle ticket, come down here, and we will talk UNC Bears football as the Bears try to go for their first win this week. It's going to be a, another challenge. However, this team, Gator, has been playing extremely well. They haven't won a game yet, but they go to Montana looking for the the upset of biblical proportions, if you will. There was plenty of energy and excitement at the uh, on the practice field this afternoon. I really believe they can beat any team in the big sky, depending on whether... You know, they're able to execute, stop the run, uh, and they can't make any mistakes. But 24-17 over the weekend at Cal Poly, I'm still encouraged about this team. Yeah, definitely a tough loss this last week, and we'll have to we'll talk with Coach some more about that. But, yeah, going into Montana, the number five seed in the FCS right now, obviously going to be a tough matchup. But, yeah, like you mentioned, have to find a way to stop the run. This Montana team does a good job of running the ball. So the, our D-line going to need to step up big here this week. One of the most difficult places to win a football game at Washington Grizzly Stadium in Missoula, Montana. It's also one of the best venues. If you put it on your bucket list, that's a good thing. If you haven't been there, make sure you experience a Montana game, preferably against northern Colorado. But, hey, I'm excited to go back to Missoula and, and watch college football and bring uh, the fans UNC Bears action. And you know what? I'm, I'm really looking forward to this trip because coming into this season, there had only been four Big Sky stadiums that I hadn't been to. Checked one of those off last week That's at right. Cal Poly. I forgot about that. Montana's it's one of the three now remaining that I haven't been to, as well as Portland State and one other one that I can't think of right now, but so this Washington Grizzly Stadium though in Montana, I'm looking forward to getting up there. You've been a, you've been to Eastern Washington, yep. right? You played yep. there, Sacramento State. Yep. Um, all right, we'll figure it out before the the night ends. There aren't that many Big Sky Conference uh, teams. Uh, maybe uh, Cal Davis, possibly. No, I've been to UC you, Davis. Oh, you've been to UC yep. Davis, which is a great facility as well. All right, we have the pregame show. Coming up on Saturday at 12 noon on 103 1 and 1310 KFKA. And then we kick off the game at 1 o'clock. It's going to be cold. It's going to be chilly. At the same time, when you think of that, you, you think advantage Montana. But Coach Lamb has told us remember that first spring practice, he said, We are a snow team. We're built for snow. And he wants to make sure his team knows that coming up because they're going to have to deal with the conditions this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Going to be high of 33 on Saturday, which is definitely going to make it a tough game. And when I was playing, obviously, here at UNC, I used to always love playing in cold weather games because I felt like we could outmatch our opponents in that, that aspect. Right? and be you, like, didn't, hey. you didn't care about the temperature? No, I, I never cared about it. I wanted yeah. it to be colder. I like playing in cold weather. That's why you like it hockey. felt like it gave us an advantage. Yeah. 
because most of the times when you're playing in cold weather, it's going to be here in Colorado and Greeley, and it's going to be a warmer weather team coming to you. This sure. time we're going to Montana. They're used to the cold weather too. They might even be more used to some of this colder weather, especially as of late, because we've been having good weather yeah. here in Greeley, which I'm not complaining about. I'm sure Coach wishes it's been the an amazing fall. I'm sure that Coach right. maybe wishes the temperatures were a little colder this week sure. to help prepare him for practice. That's something we'll definitely ask about, but it. This team should be ready for it. They practiced all spring ball. It was cold for all of that. They'll be ready for it. Yeah. I mean, if they don't make mistakes and they're able to stop the run, anything is possible. Montana did lose to Northern Arizona earlier in the season. They've kind of righted the ship now, and they're the fifth-ranked team in the FCS. They're well-coached. Bobby Houck and his uh, coaching staff. It's one of the winningest programs in college football in FCS action, and um, it's one of those places where, you know, the fans are five yards from you. You're right on top of the action. If you've ever been to Folsom Field in Boulder, it's even tighter. I, well, I would say it's about uh, about the same same amount of space in, in between each sideline, uh, Colorado and Montana. But they're right on top of you, and it, the noise is going to be a factor uh, for the offense, getting off a snap. But I, I'm encouraged. I, I, I really am. When you take a look at some of the big plays over the weekend at Cal Poly, some things stick out uh, for me. And uh, more than anything, defensively, we saw a huge hit from Cam Murray. Ball pops up in the air, and Jacob Stanton picks it off. Plays like that, we haven't seen a lot of those. It, it, at least last year, we hadn't seen them. Now... Uh, the UNC Bears are one of the uh, leading programs in interceptions in the Big Sky Conference. I think that's a good good sign. Yeah, our defense continuing to play lights out. They they had to play 80 plays of defense on Saturday, which is where, where as our offense only had 51. Anytime that you are outmatched that much yes. on the on the final stat sheet, it's going to be hard to stick with the team. And some people could look at that and be like, ah, oh, this team definitely lost by more than seven. No, the final score, 24-17, to 17, so it was a one-score game all the way right down to it. But like you mentioned, our defense playing a lot better, getting the interceptions. We had two interceptions this last week. But, yeah, I want to talk, talk on what you were just mentioning mm-hmm. was Montana. They're a really good team. I know a lot of people coming into this year, especially after losing their big sky opener against Northern Arizona, yes. set 20, 28-14, lost mm-hmm. by two touchdowns. A lot of the talk on Twitter was this team is not the same team anymore. It's not the same Montana team. They're not going to be as good. They're not. They're not. They're going to struggle in the Big Sky. They've won out since that point, including winning a couple weeks ago That's against right. Idaho, was who was the number three team in the that was a in the big country win at that on point. The road. Yeah. That was the twenty-three to twenty-one victory yeah. in the Kibbe Dome. So this sure. is a, a much better Montana team than what we saw earlier in the year. Now they're the number five team in the country, six and one right now, coming off of a bye week to prepare for this. Our UNC team. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you, you can't judge a program by that first week, second week. And they, they did make the adjustments in there. And as I mentioned earlier, they're just one of those programs. They're extremely confident. Every one of those players knows that, hey, we're the Montana Grizz, and we're expected to win in the FCS. We're expected to go to the playoffs and go deep, if not go to a championship game or the semifinals. That's what their fans expect. It's going to be packed because I don't think they've seen them for, you just mentioned, three weeks. So they probably haven't played in Missoula since September. 
and uh, they're going to be out in full force to see the UNC Bears. So this is a great opportunity for the young uh, Northern Colorado Bears, with the exception of a few players like like quarterback Jacob Sermon, um, an experienced quarterback and student athlete. But uh, they're going to see guys who haven't been to this stadium. This is going to this is going to charge them up to play in front of a crowd like this. Oh, absolutely! It's going to be an electric environment on Saturday because, like you mentioned, haven't had a home game since September 30th. Is that right? That was against Idaho State when they won 28 to 20. So th- those fans out there in Missoula, they've kind of been yeah. been craving. Had a couple road games on this bye week last week, so they're ready to get back out there. And they're one of those programs. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Yeah. They're going to get the fan support. They're going to be out there, and it's going to be an electric environment. I remember when I was a player, I, a lot of the times when I knew we were going into one of those environments, mm-hmm. I preferred road games. Sure. I liked having the crowd right there on top of me, chirping at, it, chirping at me, chirping yeah. at the teammates. It, it gets you going into the game. I know a lot of people, obviously, you get home field advantage, mm-hmm. which is true, but I, I liked road games. There's just something about being on the road, having the home crowd right there yelling at you. It, it gets you juiced up. It gets you ready for a game. Embrace it. Absolutely. Uh, that victory over Idaho at uh, Kibbe Dome, that had to have been loud because there had to have been a packed house for Idaho and then as many Montana fans as possible get in there. So the fact that they were able to come away with the victory, as you mentioned, that says a lot about uh, the Grizz this year. So uh, more than likely, um, the Cats and Grizz, That'll be a great showdown at the end of the season. But before that, we want to hand them their second loss of the season. And the Bears, I feel, are capable of doing that. We are awaiting head coach Ed Lamb as he is coming off the practice field right now. Uh, As I mentioned, there was a lot of uh, electricity and enthusiasm at practice. And after you've lost your seventh straight game, I know a lot of people want to just pack it in. But... Hey, man, this is a job, and this is what you've uh, signed up for, and that's what I love about these guys. They treat themselves. They are true professionals when they get out out there on the practice field and how they handle themselves off the field. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. When you starting a season 0-7, it's hard to even say starting the season anymore. <laughs> We're well into the season right. at 0-7. It becomes so much harder for everyone on that team to continue showing up with a positive attitude. There's a lot more negative Nellies, you could say, around the team. Or I, guess, I shouldn't say there are. There can be yeah. a lot more negative Nellies around the team, bad apples that just make it not fun to be around and not a good environment to be in. And I don't, I don't think that this team has that yet. I'm not there, I'm not there every day around the team, but I don't think that this team has that, which is a good sign moving forward. And just You have to find a win here somewhere. Yeah. There's a lot to play for. What if you could finish the Big Sky Conference 4-4? Four and four? That would be awesome. It's still doable. Right. It is still doable. We'll see what they can do. And we're going to take a break right now, and hopefully uh, Coach Lamb will walk through those doors here at the Goat and West Greeley, and we will continue as we get ready for Montana Coming up this Saturday on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Blake Olson along with Matt Gator. And you are listening to the UNC Coaches Show. Stay with us. Welcome back to the GOAT in West Greeley. This is the UNC Coaches Show with Blake Olson and Matt Gator and head coach Ed Lamb. 
hopefully making his way over from practice, but we understand he definitely has his hands full on a Tuesday night. He literally, he steps off the practice field and he makes his way over here. So could have gotten uh, caught in traffic. Hopefully he's okay and everything's okay there as we get ready for the Montana Grizzlies on Saturday at noon. What? Check that. One o'clock kickoff. 12 noon is the Blue and Gold pregame show on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. Matt and I have been talking about Montana, the fifth-ranked uh, team in the country. Uh, Montana State's one of the best teams in the country, and we see this weekend, week out with the Big Sky Conference, and UNC has been competing against some of the best, the top five teams in the country almost every weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And it, like you mentioned, competing with the top five teams, it feels like somehow every week we're playing a top five team or a top right. ten team in the FCS or the FBS when we had to play Washington State. It's been a brutal schedule for UNC. I know Coach Lamb's not going to make any excuses about that. There's no excuses to be made about that. have to find a way to win games, but it feels like we're right there every single game, just haven't found a way to finish yet. And that's the hardest thing, especially with the new coaching staff, is winning football games and just finding ways to capitalize and to get that win at the end of the night. You know, one of the most deflating aspects of the game was in the end, that final drive, uh, Gator and the coaching staff. I mean, you know, they did what they could do, and the players were digging down deep and trying to make the tackles, but they could not stop the run late in the game at Cal Poly. Yeah, no, that last drive was was brutal for UNC, or against UNC. Cal Poly got the ball with 8 minutes and 12 seconds left on the clock, and they kept the ball for the entire duration of the game from mm-hmm. that point on. I know both you and I thought when they got the ball back, okay, UNC is going to get one more chance at it. Might not be with a ton of time, but they're going to get the ball back. And they, they never did. It was a perfectly executed on, on offense, and as a former center, that's what you call a, your four-minute offense. When you have the lead, four minutes or less left in the game, and you're just trying to run the ball, run out the clock. That's exactly what Cal Poly did, but they did it with eight minutes left. It's it's one of those, you have to give a lot of credit to Cal Poly. It's one of the most impressive things that I've seen, especially while commentating a game on offense, is what Cal Poly did that last drive of the game. You know, what was perplexing, Cal Poly, not the team that you would expect to be able to do that, and they were able to execute it against the Bears. I think that was what was more disappointing than anything else. There was a muff punt and a and a fumble. Uh, I felt horrible for Blake Haggerty. Um, that was a, a crucial point in the game. Uh, you know, things like that are going to occur in a football game. You got to be able to bounce back and and, uh, and 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 try to react. Yeah, and that was one of those. It just felt like an absolute momentum killer. Mm-hmm out there and that's the second time that we've had that happen this year for unc is just one of those momentum killers but good teams you have to find a way to respond to that whether or not that happens stuff fumbles are going to happen turnovers are going to happen it's part of football you can't you're not going to go a season without that stuff happening you just right. have to figure out a way to respond from it and i don't feel like i saw that at least with the actual outcome of the score in that first half i never saw the team come back from right. that point we're hoping to have Braden uh, Monroe, the freshman receiver, join us as the special guest tonight here on the UNC Coaches Show at the GOAT in West Greeley. Come on out. We still have raffle prizes. All the uh, screens are on the Avalanche game and the Nuggets game and the NLCS. Plenty of excitement as we talk UNC football 
And with four more games to go, uh, the Bears will try to build off of some of those positives. One of those was Jamari Robinson. Wow, did he have a great game. A huge catch down the far sideline, almost got into the end zone, but stepped out, and that was disappointing because they were on the four-yard line. He had a touchdown reception later. I believe that was later. And But it was great to see Robinson not only on kickoff returns, but the catches and the plays after the catch. Oh, yeah, Jamari Robinson, he's continuing to get better and better and better as this year goes on. He's one of those guys that in spring ball, this coaching staff knew that they had a, they had a guy mm-hmm. with him and that he was going to be one of the top playmakers for this team and didn't really see it quite as much as I think they had wanted and we had wanted at the start of the year. But since probably three, four weeks ago, he's just continued to turn it on and he probably had the best offensive game from anyone that last week and i think it was was it the incarnate word game he had that that bomb right in his hands and since that point he's really turned it on and shifted into another gear you can see the confidence level and he can cover some ground quickly he's a great runner great sprinter good hands he's long he's athletic so that was, that was great to see. Anything else, anyone else pop out in your mind watching that game at Cal Poly offensively? How about the offensive line? The offensive line did a better job, especially in pass protection. That's, they, they held up for the most part against number 14, who was their, their star edge rusher. They have a really good edge rusher. They yeah. did end up getting one sack later in the game, but holding a guy like that to just one sack, that's, that's a pretty productive performance from them. And the run game was good in the first half. Couldn't quite get it going as much as they needed to in the second half, but I think only had 12 second-half plays, which makes it sure. a lot harder to get that run game going. The Bears are fortunate. They have talented running backs, and Jacquez Robertson played a lot uh, again on Saturday. You have, of course, Afari starting and Stewart, uh, typically that second back, but Robertson has given them a different dimension in space, I think, maybe with the quickness and speed. Yeah, no, he's a super quick t- quick twitch athlete. We have three kind of very different types of running backs. And Jacquez, he's, he's, a, he's a much smaller running back. and He wouldn't mind me saying that, but he's strong. Sure. And he's done a good job kind of transforming his body. And so when he gets in there, we'd say a lot of, diff- a lot of screen passes, just getting the ball in his hands in space. And he can find a way to make people miss. Yep. And he, do, he does a great job at that. And, and Tyzel, Tyzel Lewis on defense, corner again, picks off another pass in the end zone, ripped it away. Now, there, there was one, I think, was grabbed from him. Is that correct? Earlier in the game? But he did, he did uh, pull that uh, interception. I don't even remember what quarter it was, but good for Tyzel Lewis. I think that was in the third quarter, maybe early on in the fourth quarter, that he came down with that interception. But it was a huge interception because Cal Poly was putting together a a drive, and it was a lengthy drive. And then Tyzel came up with that interception, gave UNC the ball back, and it just felt like it kind of jolted UNC with with some energy there. Okay, we we remember now what what other stadium you hadn't been. The Kibbe Dome. Oh, the Kibbe Dome. There you go. The renovated Kibbe Dome. So you never had the opportunity to play a game there, but you did play Idaho two times here in Greeley. Yeah, played Idaho twice, just both times in UNC. So the only yep. three stadiums in the Big Sky I haven't been to are Montana, which I'm checking off this week, yep. Idaho, the Kibbe Dome, which hoping to check off here soon, and then Portland State. Yep. 
Well, Missoula is a great college town and the atmosphere. Once again, if you, if you just joined us, UNC Bears at Montana this weekend. A huge underdog in this game. It's going to be chilly. It's going to be cold. It's the way Montana likes to play football, and Coach Lamb likes his team to be able to play cold-weather games as well. Yeah, and they're going to have to. going to have to step up to the task. It's game starts at 1 o'clock, so it should be the warmest part of the day <laughs> right. but still that, that warmest part of the day is going to be about 30 to 33 degrees so it's yep. going to be a cold one guys are guys are going to be bundled up some of those cali guys california guys aren't going to, or cali guys texas guys aren't going to like that weather but you know you got to adjust and they're going to be ready for it i have confidence that they'll be ready for the weather that should not have an impact run fast on keep on moving yep. stay warm yep. all right we have plenty of door prizes still here at the goat in west greeley Braden monroe is here Uh, The freshman wide receiver, our special guest, he's going to come on in about three minutes right here on 103.1 and 13.10 KFK. Unfortunately, we haven't heard from uh, head coach Ed Lamb. He's got a lot going on as he prepares for the Grizz, the biggest game of the season for them coming up this Saturday. Let's pull off four straight, all right? Let's get on a four-game win streak to wrap up uh, the regular season and the season for the UNC Bears under Coach Lamb in his first year. This team has been fighting hard, just haven't found a way to finish it. All right, we're going to talk to Braden coming up from the GOAT. You still have time to come on out here to the GOAT in West Greeley. Stay with us on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to Wes Greeley and the Goat and the UNC Coaches Show with head coach Ed Lamb. Coach Lamb is going to be up in a few minutes. Uh, Blake Olson along with Matt Gator, former offensive lineman. We have Montana coming up this Saturday at 1 o'clock. Pre-game show uh, at noon on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. Our special guest is Braden Monroe. Maybe the story of the season. Uh, true freshman. From Chaparral High School, Braden, thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, uh, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, super lucky to, you know, be here and get this opportunity so far this season. It's been a blast. So, Braden, like Blake just mentioned, obviously mm. a true freshman, right. starting to get more and more playing time as the year has gone on. Mm. It feels like every time you're out there, you're making some type of deep catch, spectacular catch. How much or how different is the game at the college level? compared to high school where you were just playing a year ago at Chaparral. Right. Um, it's, you know, I've had a lot of time to kind of think about it and, um, you know, realize uh, what needs to change and uh, where I need to take my game to, attempt to take my game to at least. And um, it, uh, it's, it's, it's a big change, no doubt about it. Um, I feel like I know I can, I can play and perform at this level, which, um, you know, it's I, I, a, a lot of belief and uh, – you know, focus uh, each day and day out, and I, I, I know that uh, I'm, a, I'm able to do it for sure. So. T- tell us about your parents and, and your dad. Mm. Uh, that was one of the main reasons you came to UNC. Is that correct? Tell yeah. us about why you chose Greeley, Northern Colorado. You could have played football at a lot of programs mm. around the country, but tell us why you made the decision to come here. Yeah, so, um, I mean, shoot, I've, uh, I've lived in Colorado my whole life. Um, like you said, my both of my parents went here. Um, my dad played on the uh, 1996 national championship. Yeah, team. all right. Mm-hmm. Woo! Did, have you seen any video of those games? I have. Yeah, have you? you know, I've uh, 
growing up. You know, whenever he gets the chance, he'll show them to us. That's for sure. So, yeah, Are they no. on VHS? Or oh what? yeah, this, he's got to <laughs> dig down deep in the in the basement and find those videos. But um, yeah, I mean, he obviously made a big impact. Having my parents and family at every game is uh, it's been a blast. I look forward to seeing them every weekend, and uh, you know, it's it's great being close to home. I love uh, getting a chance to play in, on the same field and. Uh, practice and you know do everything in the same place my dad did it's been it's been real fun so i always like to ask especially when talking to the younger guys on the team mm. who do you, who on this team mainly in the receiver room mm. do you feel like you've kind of tried to follow in their footsteps or who do you think has been a, a good leader for you specifically yeah that's that's really a tough question you know um there's coming coming in here um i wasn't the only you know i'm not the only young guy there's yeah. <clears throat> multiple um true freshman along by my side but um coming in here with some older dudes um some transfers you know there's I, f- I felt like I've learned a little bit about every single one of them mm-hmm. you know what I mean and um they all are role models and you know they all they all get their work done they all have different qualities and I've, I try to take a little bit of each of them um Ty Arrington you know Blake Haggerty um Jamari Robinson all of them they all bring a lot a lot to the table and you know i could go on and on about the rest of them but you know it's just a couple guys that uh i really uh really like being around and like learning from and you know continue to do to do so more going forward growing up you were a multi-sport athlete mm. tell us about those other sports and right. what do you enjoy uh most about football and the other sports that you competed in yeah um <clears throat> so like you said i uh in high school I feel like I could have, um, you know, knowing I most likely was going to go play football in college, I feel like I could have um, tried to focus on it, you know, uh, get as, as good as I possibly could have um, in high school, you know, tried to get a little bit bigger and stronger. Um, but I just couldn't, you know, I loved playing baseball and basketball uh, too much to give it up. And I feel like um, I, I, I think I made the right decision deciding to stick with it and play all three um throughout my high school career and uh and i have a lot of memories and a lot of fun a lot, a lot of fun was had doing all three for sure so blake just mentioned you being a multi-sport athlete that's huh? not going to end though right. at high school you're mm. going to be a part of the unc baseball team too mm. which once you get to the college level multi-sport athletes are few and far between right we saw this last spring with zane sinicola he joined the baseball team mm. do you think it's going to be a little bit easier for you though because he did it after he's in his junior year, so he took right. two years off of playing baseball. Right. Which I know with with hitting, fielding, and on defense, you can kind of get right back into that. Mm. Hitting, I feel like, has to be the hardest part. Do you think that's going to be definitely. an advantage to you, not having those two years off? You're just going right back into baseball. Yeah, uh, I think I think that will. Um, I think uh, it feels like I was, you know, back swinging a baseball bat not too long ago, and yep. you know it'll be uh, muscle memory at that point, and. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be fun to uh, to uh, jump right into it. Real real excited. I think uh, I think it'll be fun. It'll go well. UNC freshman receiver uh, Braden Monroe. Uh, Braden, how does baseball help you at receiver? Does it with your hand, with your wrist, um, speed, coordination? What? Yeah, I mean, shoot, staying staying active. You know, hand-eye coordination. Uh, that's that's a big one. Hitting a baseball is not easy. That's for sure. Well, you and, got uh, that right. Right. It'll, it, 
Hardest thing to do in sports. Right. Maybe what it uh, helps best with football is <clears throat> creates a better mentality because, um, you know, baseball is a game of failure, and uh, it's not easy, uh, you know, on not easy mentally and uh, makes um, success feel a little sweeter uh, on the football field and baseball field, you know. Hey, Braden, uh, when you get ready for Montana this week, you've already had a uh, important practice today and two more that are real, are vital tomorrow and Thursday and then walkthrough coming up and you're traveling to Missoula. Do you know anything about the, the stadium and the atmosphere up there? Have you heard anything about it? Well, I've heard it's it's special. That's for sure. I've heard it it's, is. It's uh, pretty electric, and uh, it's going to be real fun. I, I've I've uh, gotten to experience a couple cool atmospheres so far this year, and uh, I've heard this one stands out. So um, yeah. I'm 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 really excited. I think it'll be a great opportunity, and uh, you know, definitely won't shy away from it. Just go in there and you know try and keep playing playing our hardest and uh, see what happens receivers and, and dbs they thrive on this atmosphere thing right. though don't they on the road yeah i, I think more than any other position don't oh, yeah. you embrace that oh yeah i mean you know going to california last week it's uh it's a blast to go out in front of you know thousands of people yeah that was a good crowd last right. weekend it really was yeah to go out in thousands of people that don't know who you are and you get to go you know, show them who you are, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's, that's it, you know. So I know we're still early on in your college career. If you mm. had to pick right now, do you, do you like home games more or road trips more? Um, that's a good question. I think um, we've had some great road experiences and, uh, you know, the, the, everything is super professional. We, um, you know, eat great food and stay in great hotels and things like that. And uh, we've played at some amazing stadiums and some great atmospheres. But um, being home, you know, it, it's, it's it's an advantage, you know, the, the altitude and just the, the energy and that feeling of, you know, being being here, you know, being home. And um, so I'd say I, I'd probably like to play at home more overall. With Coach Lamb's staff, you're going to be – really one of the marquee recruits mm. that comes into this program uh, from Colorado. There are four or five others that we have already seen in, in a few games. Do you take pride along with your teammates from Colorado? Do you discuss that, mm. how important it is to, hey, we're going to be here for four or maybe five years. We, we want to do something special. And the right. fact that you're able to do it here early, mm. do, you, do you discuss that at all with maybe guys like K.J. Smedley? Or, can yeah. you talk about that? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, for sure. It's, uh, it's cool to, um, like I said, get a chance to uh, display our skills early and uh, mm-hmm. try and our best to go in there and help the team win. And uh, it's, it's fun to do it with other young guys it's fun to uh you know have other people be in your shoes kind of and uh you know like i said we all uh are looking forward to the future because we know that we'll be able to uh do something special for so, sure so this saturday up in montana high of 33 degrees right so probably around 33 for kickoff yeah how do you feel like that changes anything for you how do you prepare for that or is it just same old same old you played in colorado your whole life right something you'll be ready for um i mean it's it's been warm recently so yes it has yeah it'll be a change but <laughs> once you're moving and once you get going uh 
really it's it you know it won't be what i'm focused on i'm gonna yeah. go in there and i'm gonna prepare myself to play a game just like um every other game and uh you know i'll be all right it'll be good won't affect me real quick uh your receivers coach tell me what you've learned from coaches at this level not only your position coach yeah but uh you know offensive coordinator and any eye-popping experience for you or things that you weren't expecting? Well, it's just, it's, it, it is eye-popping, really, what I've learned hmm. already, to be honest with you. Uh, just looking back on, you know, everything that uh, I did in high school, you know, our playbook, coaches, things like that. I mean, it's just a whole different level, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's nothing um, too much, nothing that uh, I can't handle and that the rest of the freshmen can't handle, but, I mean, it's... Uh, it, it, it's great to have learned and uh, feel more comfortable in the game of football. I feel like I, I've, I know a lot more. Braden, thanks a lot for coming on tonight. Yeah, thank you guys. Good yeah. luck on Saturday. You're handling yourself as a, as a true pro, as Matt and I uh, talked about earlier in the show, on and off the field, and very, very impressive. Have fun this Saturday and go Bears. Appreciate you. Go Bears. Thank All right, you. Braden Monroe, freshman receiver for the University of Northern Colorado as they get ready for Montana. We're going to talk to the head coach of the Bears coming up after this as we continue on the UNC Coaches Show on 103. One and 1310 KFKA. And welcome back to West Greeley and the Goat and the UNC Coaches Show. Blake Olson along with Matt Gator and head coach Ed Lamb is here as we get ready for Montana this Saturday at 1 o'clock on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. We kick off the pregame show at 12 noon. Coach, good to see you. Uh, how was the energy uh, at practice today on this Tuesday practice before you came over here tonight? Oh, energy was actually fantastic on, on defense for some reason. Uh, hmm. The guys, sometimes it's just a matter of momentum. I think everybody would like to come out and, and uh, bring a lot of energy and enthusiasm to practice. And, and uh, we start our early part of practice with a competitive period, offense against defense, or what we call good on good, ones on ones. And uh, defense made a few plays early, and I think the momentum kind of carried uh, through from there. But that tends to be something that kind of goes back and forth day to day. So, Coach, I want to ask uh, real quick about Cal Poly, then we can try and move on from that hopefully. But that last drive of the game, Cal Poly got the ball with eight minutes and 12 seconds left on the clock and I think both Blake and I probably everyone watching listening thought okay UNC's going to get the ball back we're going to get another chance and then they just executed their four minute offense to perfection throughout the rest of the game what kind of happened that drive it, I could see you on the sideline kept wanting to call a timeout but you were waiting until the right spot to use them and then started using them and just ran out of time there what happened that last drive on defense uh, well I mean we get the simplest way to say it is we, we got blocked and didn't get off blocks well enough. We uh, we became more and more aggressive with our with our the scheme. You know, as the, as it got closer to what would what would be a typically a four minute drill. I, d- I didn't think it started out necessarily as a four minute drill. I thought they kind of found their way. Cal Poly did, and uh, found some running plays, broke some tackles, and uh, blocked well. And and quite honestly, they were playing with a lot of momentum at that time and a lot of belief. And that's one of the things that uh, we have not gotten over the hump on is the the belief. You know, for a fan or, um, you know, somebody on the radio or a coach that's a little more maybe experienced and not so caught up in the moment, yeah, we're hoping for a stop, and then we have full 
confidence in going right down and scoring. But, you know, young young guys, I'm not sure they saw that as a great uh, scoring opportunity for us. Like, we, you know, we hadn't scored much in the game. and We haven't scored much this season. And so it's, it's one thing that we really have worked um, – worked with is trying to make sure that we're uh, stacking good defensive per, uh, series with offensive series and then special teams in between and uh, that's the key to becoming a winning football team that's the key to winning down the stretch and we were not able to do that did you see anything uh, on the video after you got home in that game that kind of shocked you or that you really can learn from more than anything else I think number number one for us, execution, um, just got to be better. Uh, I would start with the execution of our offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any any you know issue with our plays. I don't I don't think there's any issue with our players. I st- I still believe in the ability of our players. I think that um, I think that we have to execute at a higher level, and and so sometimes that just means uh, simplifying and take a taking a step back. Sometimes coaches can work too hard in a stressful situation. So I've really been working hard this week to make sure that uh, we get back to the basics, uh, simplify as much as possible, give a very simple plan to our offense. I think our defense and special teams is already uh, fairly simple, but we can we can certainly cut back on defense as well and to make sure that execution is our goal. We'll try to get several more practice reps per week of the things that we're going to be doing actually in the game. So, Coach, I want to ask you a little bit about Cam Murray and more specifically that hit that he had. I think it was in the third quarter that led to Jacob Stanton's interception and just – is that the type of energy and the type of play that you're always looking for your defensive back safeties to make? And watching that live, I was almost surprised that it wasn't a flag, not because there was anything wrong with the hit. It just doesn't seem like nowadays that you can you get those big hits anymore without there being a flag, and then the refs yeah. at least taking a look at it and waving it off. Yeah, first thing I said when it happened over the headset was, uh, it's going to be a targeting, isn't it? And, uh. and uh um, you know, our defensive line coach saw it more clearly than I did. He said, "No, he went, he went shoulder right into his gut." You know, and, and that's when it showed up on the replay up there. You could see that it was a very clean hit, uh, well timed, and you know, just just a violent hit. Which you're right, uh, the officials are uh, more often than not going to try to take the violent hit out of the game. Uh, they're looking for more of the tackle, and so uh, you know that that one where he didn't quite bring his arms, he didn't wrap up. It was more of a hit. It's one of the one of the small. Uh, small categories where you can you can make that hit in that situation following up with with that it's also a great sign we didn't see this last year but the interceptions and the guys flying around the defensive backfield i mean honestly as as i watch it from up top i'm like wow i mean we we just didn't see those turnovers and interceptions last year that's nice to see yeah, our, um, yeah, like I said, I think I think we have good players, and uh, you know Cal Poly had they were in a position kind of playing with the lead for a lot of the game where they they felt really aggressive, you know, and they, and, and so they were they were getting some chunks as well, but they were we were we were making them pay at times too with sacks and interceptions, and and uh, that's that's what you have to do when a team is kind of throwing caution to the wind and being very aggressive. It just we, we didn't get a lot of those uh, on their end of the field, and weren't able to translate those takeaways into points. So, Coach, looking ahead to this Saturday against Montana, obviously I just asked Braden this about the weather. It's high of 33. How do you prepare a team for that and get ready for that? I'm sure you probably wish it was a little bit colder here this week so that they could get used to that throughout practice. But how do you, how do you get a team mentally ready for that without being able to physically practice in cold weather? Yeah, I, I think just as you said it, I mean, we prepare them, and, and part of the scouting report is the weather report and make sure that they're aware of it. 
Uh, we've got, uh, you know, cold gear that, uh, that guys will choose to wear. It's, it's actually, as you know, at 35 without any wind and sunny is, is not, not terribly cold. So I, I think they're going to be fine. But uh, we'll have those things available. And, um, you know, the guys, will, the guys will be ready. They're used to playing in cold weather. This, is the, this past spring practice was the coldest spring practice sessions I've ever been a part of. So <laughs> our guys, that, that's not too far in the distant past for our guys. And that's a guy coming from Utah yeah. who says that. Yeah. So, yeah, and I agree with you. That was, that was more snow than I've seen in, in 30 years in Colorado, it felt like. Yeah. Uh, you also have to get prepared for the atmosphere at Montana. This is going to be the most electric atmosphere that you, you've been in and a, a crowd against you uh, in a situation like this all year long. That's right. Yep, and I just got done talking to our players. You know, Tuesdays are the first day of our week, really. Um, you know, they have Mondays off. The players do academically. So, I addressed them today and talked to them about the environment there and and uh, what an uh, amazing opportunity it is. It's 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 fantastic for us that they are ranked where they are. It's fantastic for us that they're such a well-respected team. It's the type of game that you know if we can handle our business and go up there and, and get the upset win, it can change a lot for our program. And so, you know, we, we really wouldn't want anything else. And I think, uh, I think our, I, you know, I, I know our guys will be ready to play, and I know that it'll be a very competitive game. Uh, I believe in our guys' ability to do that. Coach, again, and it feels like every single week at this point, playing the number five team in the country, it feels like we've been playing a top ten <laughs> team somehow every single week yeah. in Montana. With that stadium, a couple questions here. Should we expect to see a silent cadence from the offense at all? And then also on offense, I played against this same defense a couple years ago. They like to stunt a lot, do a lot of twists on their defensive line. Can you just explain how, if it makes it harder on the offensive line and just kind of what aspect of the game that changes? Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, a, a silent count, uh, at least as an option. I think we have to be ready for that. Um, and, and, and we are, we will be. Uh, that'll be part of our complement, and then um, yeah, they're, they're up front. Uh, Montana is very aggressive. A lot of uh, what we call zone pressures and some man pressures too. When we get into lighter personnel, when we bring three and four wide receivers in the game, we we'll expect to see some man pressures. But for the most part, it'll be zone pressures, and uh, the, the offensive line needs to do a good job of targeting and identifying where those r- uh, rushers are most likely to come from. You play the percentages on that. The quarterback also has uh, uh, the ability to change protections, and he has the ability to uh, check uh, offensive plays. So, you know, we do everything we can to prepare the guys for, for that moment. And, you know, in the end, as, as you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the key to the game is not um, identifying the blitzes. It's, you know, it, no matter, even if you, even if you incorrectly identify the blitz, there's, there's still um, a blocker for a defender. And we have to get those blocks done. It's just we, we want to take every advantage we can to make sure we get the most applicable angles that we can. Offensively, Montana, they turned it around after their loss uh, to Northern Arizona. Uh, what challenges do they pose on offense? Um, well, it all starts with the quarterback and I think an overall philosophy and identity that they're moving toward. Um, they started out as more of a passing team with a passing quarterback, and they've since gone to more of a, a big play pass, but uh, that's set up by the run. And the quarterback run is central to that because, it, you know, when, when you have to account for the quarterback run, it's, you know, tend to bring more guys in defense uh, on defense into the box, and then that's when the big plays in the passing game can happen. And so that quarterback, he's got the ability to run the football. They've got it within their scheme. They're blocking. They're actually blocking for him to keep and run the football. And so there's a lot of, lot of guys, uh, you know, in the, in the box around the football on offense, and we have to match that on defense. 
Coach, I know I asked a really similar question last week, but now 0-7, I feel like a lot of people were expect or were thinking Cal Poly should have gotten that win. How do, you, how do you keep the energy high, keep guys wanting to be here, especially after what felt like just kind of a deflating loss on Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's human nature. Um, there, there are guys, there are certainly guys on our team, uh, and it's been like this every week. There are guys on our team that are, are losing confidence in themselves, losing confidence in their, in their teammates, losing confidence in their coaches, uh, more frustrated with their role. If they have a role that they're not happy with and we're not winning on top of that, that that's, uh, that's even more frustrating. It's human nature. The only way I know how to do that, Gator, is to just bring, um, bring positive energy and leadership myself and be the model for what I want them to be and then demand that back. And I don't, uh, I don't go about it so that, you know, on, on Monday or Tuesday I'm demanding this uh, amazing energy and feedback. Like, I, you know, I, I give some guys some space. We demand hustle. We demand effort. We demand them to know what they're doing. And then on Wednesday we demand a little bit more. Now we want them to start bringing energy for each other as the coaches set out to do from the beginning of the week. And by Thursday and Friday, if we're not seeing what we need to see that way, then we know we've, we've, we've got to find the right 35, 40, 45 guys to, to take on the road and put in key places because guys that are still into it. And it's about it's about personal pride. We we aren't interested in, you know, the, the type of guys that when things go wrong in their life, uh, they don't get up early the next morning and work harder. We, we want to use football as a, a microcosm, a lesson for, for life. And when things are going wrong, that's, that's the exact time when the toughest people step up and I know that when, when we're losing, I'm a better person, a better human being, and I've, I've shared that with the players. And I don't, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we need, we, need, we need strife in our life. We need things to work through. And I, I feel like we've had enough of that now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we, we've proven a yeah. lot this year. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've learned a lot through, learned through, a lot. through hardship and, and proven a lot. And, and yet, you know, this is the, the toughest the mentally toughest team that I've ever been around for them wow. to come out every single week. And yes, it was a disappointing loss at, at Cal Poly. And, uh, and yes, we had a chance to win yet again, like we have every um, conference game. And yet, um, you know, the, the boys did come out and compete. And uh, this is a team that, you know, a lot of the players that have been around that say, coach, you know, appreciate you. We, we used to get blown out. We're not getting blown out. That's we got right. blown out in the in the first couple of games of the season, and yep. that was you know not uh, that that's not a good feeling. And I think the guys feel like they're right there, so I, I really I really fully expect us to compete well. Coach, thank you very much for coming out here. You could have easily said no tonight, but you made it out here, and we 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 certainly appreciate it. I know you got a lot of things on your hands. Get some rest this week. I know you you're, you're burning the midnight oil. I know you are. So get some rest. Yeah, thank you very much. Good to talk to you guys. You too. That's Coach Ed Lamb as the UNC Bears. Get ready for the Montana Grizz coming up this weekend on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. We'll have the pregame show at noon. Gator and I will bring it to you on Saturday. It'll be a chilly uh, stadium, chilly afternoon, but it'll be great for college football and we will talk to you then uh, then and thank you all to everyone who came out to the goat uh this week in west Greeley. we will talk to you uh this saturday from montana thanks a lot for uh micah kilpatrick back at the mothership and gator and coach lamb i'm blake olson have a great night